are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. Welcome to Patreon exclusive episode 63 on Hashi Ouchi. Yep. Yep. Starting it out strong. Hishashi. Is that right? Really? Is that where we're going? Hishashi? <laughs> Hasachi Ouchi, I think. Otherwise known as Hashashi. No, it is not. <laughs> that is not correct. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Hashashi. This story is messed up. I don't know about this. I've just my friend at work stuff. told me about it and Ooh. was like, you should do an episode. But he's not a Patreon member. So he's never In gonna fact, know. I don't think he even listens to the podcast. He just gives me a lot of episode ideas. Who is this? Do I know him? It's Brock. Oh, it's like, Brock to get with he'll like he'll like come into my office and he'll be like, well, what was your topic last week? And I'm like, well, you would know if you would listen. <laughs> right. Come on, man. We don't ask Where for you much. At, Brock? Where you at? But oh. yeah. So he's actually the one that told me about this. And it is or maybe actually. It might have actually been my husband. I think it actually was my husband that told me about this one. Now that I'm like thinking on it. Okay. But. Anyways, I get episode ideas from all of the people in my life. Well, let's... I can't. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I can't hear you, but it sounds better. Okay. Can you hear me? I can. I okay. can now. Yes, I can. So this uh, story is going to be rife with uh, Japanese names and places. So please be prepared for a lot of wrong pronunciation. Pronounced words. Yes. Let's... Okay. Indeed. So you want to get us started? Okay. <laughs> I'm scared already. <laughs> Actually, hold on. Okay. Yes. You just read the first part and then I'll do the names because I don't trust you. Okay. Me neither. <laughs> I don't the, trust me either, but you know. <laughs> the Takimura nuclear accident in Japan <laughs> is the fourth most serious nuclear accident in history after those of the nuclear power pants. Pants. <laughs> i can't even read american words power Nuclear power plants of a three mile island chernobyl and the fukushima nuclear facilities also in japan yep so on september 30th 1999 hasashi aoshi who was 35 masado shinohara who was 39 and yutaka yokaukawa who was 59. I feel like I did really good. You sound <laughs> so confident. I read them a couple times before this. That's what, that is what it sounds like when we pre-read the notes and we figure out the names. I can't even say normal words. Only I, I, feel I, like I shouldn't have gotten so excited about it afterwards. Cause that really is a dead giveaway that I practiced, but. And I mean, we're just like the fourth sentence. So yeah, it's not going to be maybe like calm this. down. Yeah, it's probably not, especially whenever um, I'm doing them because nope. Good yeah, luck. and we we will be saying their names again. So cool. Okay, I'm I'm in Remem- it. rememberize that. Okay. All right. So these guys were working at the Japan-based nuclear power plant. Aoshi and Shinohara were preparing a batch of nuclear fuel by adding uranium in a precipitation tank. Yokokawa was at his desk, which was about four meters away from the container. Suddenly, they saw a bright blue spark flickering above the tank, which is good. not good. No, no flickering. Um, 
the mixture resulted in a nuclear reaction emitting neutron radiation and gamma rays. So it like didn't blow up or catch on fire, but it let out all the bad stuff. Um, after that, a horrible accident took place at the location. Their experiment reached a critical stage due to several factors. First, the maximum permissible amount of uranium content in the mixture was 2.4 kilograms. But when the reaction happened, there was 16 kilograms of uranium in the solution. So that's bad. Um, also these guys had no training in this level of enhancement of uranium for the fuel. So they were just, I guess, like up there doing what they were doing, which was bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And this was the first time that this procedure had been tried in this factory in three years. The nuclear plant was only inspected two times a year by the state controller, and it had not been examined while the plant was in operation. So like they would come inspect it twice a year when everything was like not happening. Well, and okay. If they're doing something new at a nuclear power plant, do not be one of the first people to try this new thing in three years. Yeah. Yeah. Without the proper training. It's just like, this seems like insane to me because that's, this stuff is dangerous and like bad. And it wasn't and, like too, too long. It wasn't like it was in the seventies. This was in 1999. Yeah. And it's also not like they added like 0.6 kilograms over the <laughs> amount of uranium. It's like 14 kilograms over the amount of uranium. It'd be like if which, I was measuring. It would be. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. No. So yeah. Okay. Bad. All right. So let's talk about the fate of Hasashi Achi. I'm going to say his name however I want. You do you, boo. Okay. The effects of the radiation on Hasashi Auchi were instant. He was in pain and he couldn't breathe properly. He vomited into the tank and lost consciousness in the chamber. Auchi, along with the other two technicians, were immediately admitted to the Maito Hospital. Hasashi began nearest to the tank or being nearest to the tank got affected by 17 Sieverts of radiation. Sieverts. It's Sieverts, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Sieverts or Sieverts. Either way, it's not a good situation. It's not. This is perhaps the highest dose of radiation any human has ever experienced. That is not what you... You don't want to be that guy. No. Not on any bucket list. No. Shinohara and Yokokawa received fatal doses of 10 and 3 Sieverts. Sieverts. I like it. 50 MSV and one SV equals a thousand MSV. That's so like, just to say that again, they got 10 and three Sieverts. Our other dude got 17 Sieverts. One Sievert is a A thousand thousand. M like millisieverts and 50 millisieverts is the maximum allowable annual dose. Wow. Of radiation. That's crazy. And eight sieverts is viewed as the mortal dose. So well above right. what they received. According to the doctors, Auchi experienced some severe burns in the incident. His internal organs were damaged completely. Surprisingly, the white blood cell count in his body was near to zero. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Destroying his entire immune system. The fatal radiation also eliminated his DNA. I didn't even yeah. know that was possible. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. It's not good. 
That's insane. So the nearly skinless and skeletal body of Hisashi was rapidly poisoning him inside. They did numerous skin transplants, but because so I, well, I'm just going to read this. He continued to lose body fluids through the pores of his skin burns that affected his blood pressure to be unbalanced. So basically because his DNA was completely like wiped, his cells couldn't make new cells, like new skin cells. So I guess our skin cells are, they die and are reproduced like pretty rapidly and his died, but no new skin cells were being created. There's so, no sort of rehabilitation for his body at all. No. So they started doing skin grafts and stuff like all these skin transplants. And then that skin would die again. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, like bodily fluids are like seeping off of his, out of his skin. Um, so then his blood pressure is unbalanced. At one point he was bleeding from his eyes and his wife was there and saw this and was shocked and was telling everyone that he was crying blood. So like, this is the state of things. Um, his condition just continued to get worse. So day by day, it just got worse and worse and worse. The national Institute of radiological sciences in China are, I don't know, somewhere moved him to the university of Tokyo hospital. And he reportedly undertook the world's first transfusion of peripheral stem cells so that the white blood cells could begin to produce again in his body. So that was like, um, like a experimental treatment basically. Cause he was the first one. Well, and at that to, point, to have why that not, done. why not give it a go? Because they should have just let him die. Yeah. That's why, why yeah. not? But yes, I mean, yeah. Ugh. The the J- Japan government gave high priority to Hisashi's medical care. A group of top medical professionals were assembled from Japan and around the world. They discussed the poor condition of radio radiation affected Hisashi Aochi. In the process, doctors kept him alive by pumping a high amount of blood and fluids into him regularly. Medics also gave him drugs, mainly imported from various places. It was also reported that during the time of his treatment, Ouchie requested several times to release him from the intolerable pain. I can't even like you get a burn on your body like you're bur- here. You're burned inside and outside. You have I mean, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be a guinea pig anymore is what he said. He said that. Yeah. He, however, it was pondered a matter of national self esteem that put this special medical team under pressure. So basically they felt like they needed to try to figure out. It wasn't like like the medical team necessarily. It was the like government, the government like took this as like a a high priority. It wasn't, I mean, yeah, it ended up being an experiment, but it was like a high priority for them to try to save this guy because of this nuclear incident that occurred that shouldn't have happened. And they're just trying to like save this guy. And that government put a huge amount of pressure on this special medical team. So even though they knew that he's going to die, they had to do everything they possibly could to keep him alive. And then also just keep him alive for as long as, as long as they could. 
So on the 59th day of his treatment, his heart stopped three times in 49 minutes. And I read something that said that his heart had stopped for like 70 minutes. Oh, like maybe total. I don't know. But like throughout that, I don't, I don't know this, this obviously caused severe damage in his brain and his kidneys. Um, and medics had taken Aoshi onto total life support at that point until he finally died on December 21st, 1999 due to multi multi-organ failure. Um, he is contemplated as the most nuclear radiation affected victim in medical history. And he spent the final 83 days of his life in the most uncomfortable condition you could possibly be in. I'm kind of shocked that he was with as much pain as I'm sure he was in for him to even be conscious enough to like put thoughts together to be like just let me go you know what I mean like yeah and I think that was like early on uh like earlier on because I saw a picture that was like his arm um and it was like eight days and then 23 days and by Mm. like eight days his arm looked mostly normal because it didn't explode or anything but it burned all of his stuff yeah so then by 23 days in like his arm was you know a mess like just a a complete mess yeah so i just yeah so that happened to this poor man that's crazy for no reason yeah 83 days Mm mm-hmm so what does nuclear radiation do to the human body? So there are microscopic bodies known as chromosomes inside the nucleus of each of our body cells. They're responsible for the function and reproduction of each cell in our body, allowing us to live. Chromosomes are made of two large molecules of DNA. Nuclear radiation affects the atoms in the human body by eliminating the electrons. This breaks the atom bonds in DNA. If your DNA gets damaged, the cells won't replicate, kind of like you explained before, and they die. Mm -hmm. Those that can still reproduce create more dented cells. When the damaged cells multiply, it creates cancer. Hasashi's exposure to nuclear radiation was so severe that his chromosomes got destroyed. I've never heard of somebody losing their DNA, like that's insane. <laughs> I wonder if that's ever happened any other time. I didn't look that up. I don't know. But I don't know either. But this isn't, I mean, it, it. this story is so insane to me. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. So the two other guys, Yutaka Yokokawa and Masato Shinohara, um, they were still in the hospital. So they both went to the hospital. Shinohara seemed to be getting better. Um, he was taken to in his wheelchair to visit the hospital gardens in 2000 on new year's day. Um, but later, and I think this was actually maybe, Oh, maybe not that much later. He was diagnosed with pneumonia and the radiation had injured his lungs. And due to this, he wasn't able to speak during that time. So like he got pneumonia and he was just like lost his ability to speak. Masato, which is the guy that was like closer, had to write messages to nurses and his family. So he couldn't speak either. Some of those containing pathetic words like mommy, please. That's And on 
It is terrible. And then on April 27th, 2000, um, he died from multi-organ failure. So just like the first guy, he eventually passed away. Um, you, Utaka, who is the person that was further away, uh-huh. he recovered after staying in the hospital, but he was in the hospital for over six months. Holy cow. So yeah. Uh, the Takai Mura power plant was found to be like this incident was found to be the result of human error. And afterwards the plant was fully automated and fitted with neutron monitoring equipment. So like after this happened, they like did some stuff. Well, yeah, because this, they had to. <laughs> yeah. This particular plant had a history of taking shortcuts and putting their employees at risk to speed up production. So which that's I feel a thing. like happens a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's why we got OSHA. Yep. Um, So the criminal trial began in April 2001 and six company officials, including Kenzo Koshijama, who is 56 years old, he was who in the head of the plant. His sentence included three years in prison and a fine of 500,000 yen. An investigation was also carried out on Tomoki Anami, then president of the JCO and representative of the company. Five other defendants from the company were sentenced to between two and three years in prison, later suspended, and the company had to pay a fine of one million yen. I wonder who they paid that to. Hopefully their families. Their families, I hope. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what? It isn't even just these three guys that were affected. There was other people in the plant that were exposed to radiation. There were people outside of the plant that were exposed to radiation. So it wasn't just these three people. Um, during the trial, the responsibility of the competent government accused of not having exerted adequate pressure against the JCO also emerged. So they were finally declared guilty for the breach of safety regulations. The responsibility was attributed to those who did not adequately train their employees. So subsequently, the company had um, its permission to continue in the uranium processing business revoked. Good. So, yeah. And then a food company and 400 families have asked the representative of the company for compensation of 650 million yen. So that was like going through too. So that but hasn't, they haven't been, I don't know. Forced I don't to know pay about, that yet. I don't know about that actually. It just says they asked for it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask for look it that, too. I guess I should have looked that up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So basically the company ended up being at fault and charged for it, but that's crazy. I still just, I just can't get over like, so much shady business that happens with different like governments. And I mean, I'm not saying ours doesn't because they do, but like ultimately to me, the Japanese government put pressure to try to keep this poor man alive for no reason other than to like save face for their regulations. Yeah. And it just blows my mind. And the, um, like the pictures that you have, so there's a before and after picture in the first one before he's just a normal looking guy. And the second Mm -hmm. one, I don't even, it looks like all of his skin is peeled off his body and he's just a red thing, like almost like slender man, only he's red. 
Like it's a, it's a, it looks straight out of a horror. Movie. It does. It does. And to imagine him being, uh, I hope for his sake that he wasn't conscious and able, like he, I, I would hope that his body was just in a perpetual state of shock. So he didn't feel mm-hmm. like how awful because not yeah. even on the outside, but the, the inside. And mm-hmm. that's what's scary about radiation. And that's the same with like Chernobyl and stuff like that is it's this thing that you can't see, but it will tear you up. Yeah. It's like cooking you from the inside and there's nothing to like stop it. And I would be curious as to how the cleanup, because to f- combat that radiation that was exposed that's a, a, a massive cleanup job to mm-hmm. stop the radiation from happening, to decontaminate everything. I mean, they just left Chernobyl and that was a reactor that blew up, but they just lo- was like, oh, we're not going to be able to fix yeah, this. Yeah, like we gonna, can't do this. Time to go. <laughs> we're just going to move. Um, yeah. So I, I would be curious as to that too, how, how that cleanup how effort they... went. And yeah, if even... Know. Even it spread further, not from just the plant and right around the outside, but did it go to the community? Did, I mean, or those people that went home to their families. Did they expose their families? Yeah. I mean, it it goes so much further. Mm -hmm. I don't know what all the protocols are, especially in a different country for something like that. But yeah, I mean, there's so many components to it more than just these three guys that people were affected from but Mm -hmm. do you know about this three mile island thing yeah so i've actually passed by three mile island um and we need to do an episode on that because i don't know like all the things Mm -hmm. where is it i think it's in pennsylvania really i think island yeah it was a reactor in pennsylvania um that along 441 in Middleton, um, July 6, 2020. Uh, let's see. It's just outside Harrisburg. Oh. So, yeah, I've been past this. And people still move there, I guess. And it happened over 30 years ago human and mechanical error brought on a partial meltdown in one of the reactors people live there still Mm -hmm. i guess dangerous radioactive gases were released into the atmosphere that's crazy it had those pressurized yeah press pressurized water reactors yeah um that's close to mm -hmm. fam yeah, and they call it Three Mile Island because they thought that the island was about three miles long. <laughs> so people called it Three Mile Island. Clever name. Clever yeah. name indeed. Yeah, I hadn't mm. heard I have not heard of that, I don't think. I mean, obviously I've heard of Chernobyl. I feel like I've heard of the Fukushima. Yeah, that was a big one too. Yeah. And then but... you still have um they still have I was watching on Netflix, there's a show called Dark Tourist. Um, mm-hmm. and I really like it. There's only like, I think two seasons and I love it so much, but they're old and I don't think they're making any more, but he went to where that, um, reactor was and you can take buses in and what they do is they just basically cover the radioactive stuff with tarps. 
like they just cover it with tarps <laughs> and that's how they contain the yeah well, that doesn't sound like enough yeah and i guess like whenever he was going i can't remember if he was going there or coming back from there because you know like just like chernobyl and all the stuff that we watch about that they have those geiger counters and then once you know they don't want to go and be exposed for so long so they have to leave whenever they i think whenever they were leaving the bus broke down and they were stuck in a part that was still radioactive so they had to call somebody to come pick them all up. I'm pretty sure I've seen this episode it's so before. Good. I'm it's, pretty sure I have. I think I watched that. It's such a good show. I really wish that they did more of them. Um, yeah, it's super like radio radiation and nuclear energy and all that stuff is super freaking scary. It is so scary. And that like, I would have no interest in going to any of those places. I would, I would, I would, I don't want to be Chernobyl. Exposed. Chernobyl uh-uh. is on my bucket list. I just think it's so really? interesting. I, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. love to go, but like, like my dad who has leukemia and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and had to get, you know, um, what is it? Radiation. Yeah. But what's it called? Oh, like chemo? chemo chemotherapy. Yeah. Um, but that's radiation and it, they, and it makes you so freaking sick. It makes Uh you so sick and it changed, it almost like changes it not forever, but while you're on it, you're so irritable and you're angry and it just, it can damage like your heart. He has to get his heart checked now. He's never had heart issues. That's because it like kills everything. It It doesn't just kill the bad stuff. It Mm -hmm. kills everything. And I was I wasn't aware too that like because of the treatment that was so a harsher kind of chemo that I guess like if he were to get it again, they don't even know if they would be able to do the chemo. The same treatment. Because it was so aggressive. Oh, wow. So it's just, it's so, it's so freaking so weird. It's weird. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be one of those things because like, you know, when we look back on like medicine history and you're Mm -hmm. like, they used to like let people's blood out. Uh And like, I feel like in like 500 years, people are going to be like, we used to like try to kill cancer with radiation. Like, can you believe that? I just feel like that's going to happen. Like that's going to be the conversation in a million years. I mean, but it's not like you have a whole lot of options right right now. So like, obviously you do what you have to do. But it's like, I just have a feeling that's going to be one of those things where people are like, holy shit, these guys. Well, <laughs> like, I really, I'd love to know who first thought that that was a good idea. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure it's available on the super, internet. Yeah, that would be a good topic to research, like how medical, oh, we should look up like how some, like we should do one on how like medical things like came medical about stuff, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's a, write that down. I'm writing it. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. The idea of chemotherapy is insane. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know who would ever be brave enough to be the first person to be like, let's give it a go. I mean, <laughs> it was probably crazy. done in, uh, it's probably came from like Nazi Germany and they probably. like did it on unwilling people. Probably. I have a feeling that is where it came from. I'm sure it probably was like him. Something or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to look that up. But yeah, it's, I mean, do what you got to do. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah. If you don't have any other options, what's the worst thing mm-hmm. that could happen? If it's all the same 
outcome, mm-hmm. possible outcome. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh, but... These poor guys, man, that is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, again, can't believe that they even bothered to keep this poor guy. They should have put him out of his misery. Yeah. Especially like, that's why, and this is super off, to- off topic in a topic that I would like to talk about, but like Dr. Kevorkian and like, yeah, me and my mom were talking about that this weekend. Yeah. I ended up, did I tell you my power, my power yeah. went out from the like bad weather from the tornadoes that were around. And I had to go to my mom's with my kids because it was getting dark. And after a full day of no electricity, I was getting ready to lose my complete mind. I mean, I can't tell you having the two kids and the two dogs were following me around all day. I could not do anything. And I'm like, man, I would kill for some Netflix for these kids. Like this is so bad. So I went to my mom's and we stayed the night. And then the next day we were talking because, um, a family friend passed away, but it got us onto that topic. And we were talking about like having to go to nursing homes and about losing your mind, like getting dementia or Alzheimer's. And I was like, you know, if I started losing myself, I would just, I would just want to die like peacefully. And there's no reason to keep somebody around that isn't themselves anymore, has no memory and is not having a good time. Yeah. And that, that got us on that topic. Yeah. I I have a lot of feelings about it. I do too. I think that'd be a good topic because I agree with you. Like if, if I don't know what the hell's going on, I'm in pain all the time. You're just withering Mm -hmm. away. Let's just get it over with. You know what I mean? And I think that that should be a choice. Um, that you can make instead. I feel like a lot of it is money driven. Um, It is money driven. I mean, you can't, if you like overdose or something on purpose, I'm pretty sure you lose whatever insurance money or whatever mm -hmm. could be passed on. And yeah, there's, there's too much money in keeping people alive as long as they Mm -hmm. possibly can be for anybody to be smart about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good, that's, that would be a good topic to write that down, <laughs> write it down. I don't know how to spell Kevorkian, but you can figure out what you were trying to say. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Okay. We'll but say yeah. your sources. Oh yeah. So I actually have quite a few sources here. Um, mysteriousfacts.com, unbelievablefacts.com, nuclearenergy.net, mm. and mysteriousrunsolved.com. Yeah, that was uh, a very interesting topic. I've I've never heard of this. Yeah. And it is shocking. We'll post the pictures, but we'll post them with a Warning. Yeah, like a click to view situation. Yeah, yeah it's, there, it's a lot. It's a lot to look at. Yeah, there's some other pictures I can send you too if you want to do like a little multi view. Yeah, but cover all of them because they are. It's it hurts to look at. Mm-hmm. And it's am- it is, and in one side, it's kind of amazing that you can essentially be pulp and they can still keep you alive. Like, yeah, they can keep you alive. You don't have any DNA, but they can keep you alive. Like that's, you've got like no skin and yeah. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, all right. That was fun. (laughs) We hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, Patreon exclusive episode 67, 67, 63. Whoa, getting ahead of myself, slow it down. <laughs> um, so let us know your thoughts, and we will see you next time. Bye, bye.